Hello and welcome to the Purple Chair. I'm Trisha. I'm Christy. And we are in season three. Hey, hey. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> three, three, three. We are so excited. We have a lot to talk about and we are just so glad to be back. COVID is still here. <laughs> if you didn't know, COVID's still here. We're still dealing with COVID and it's not going away. No, nope, it's not. <laughs> it's just not going anywhere. So what have you been up to, Christy? Well, we moved into our house, finally. Praise Woo! the Lord. <laughs> I'll give you a round of applause. Grace is a senior now. Oh. My last baby is senior. So this time next year, I'll be... I'm not going to say empty nester because she's not leaving me. But, right, right. But I won't but it'll have be any, kind of more. I won't have any more school-age children. To keep track of. Yep. Yes. I mean, I mean, Eli is teaching school, so would that count as being school-age children? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he still has to get up and go to school, and <laughs> but he's he's the one in charge now. Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. So that's a lot. You got a lot going yeah. on. How is the house? I mean, do you love it? Are you still trying to adjust? Oh no, no, I'm in it. I'm I'm loving it. I don't ever want to leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a lot? Because it's a big house. Is it's, it a lot to clean? It's a two-day process. Okay. I was I was wondering Tr- about that. Trust me. On cleaning day, today was cleaning day one. It's a workout. Yeah. I, I watch my smartwatch. You know, it sure, tells yeah. me how many steps. How yeah, because you have the downstairs, too. How many flights of steps I've gone up mm-hmm. and down. But you at know. least your laundry's on the same. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Can yes. you imagine? I know. Baskets I will never ever. You'd own be a like house. this. You'd be like so skinny. Well, <laughs> up and down, up and down. Maybe I need to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a lot's been going on with me. Erica finally the wedding Yay. of her dreams and happened. It was gorgeous. She was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. But let me tell you, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You should get like weight loss just from planning <laughs> stuff like that, from the stress uh-huh. and all of it. But she's married. Her and Zach are doing well. We have recently found out not only do we have one grandbaby on the way, Erica and Zach are pregnant, yep. but Caitlin and Tristan yes. also are pregnant and Kylie and Josiah. So in 2022, we are going to go from weddings to babies. Yes. Lots of babies. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's so exciting. I feel that's the way it's supposed to be. A house full. We're just going to start just like everything else is just going to go straight for it all but i'm so excited i know you uh can't tell but i am super super excited <laughs> but we I'm are ex- excited <laughs> i, I know the, the family babies. is yeah we all have the babies we man. have a great niece on our on her way to uh-huh. as well so that's exciting we will have definitely the curtis christmas in 2022 will be big big bigger by four big <laughs> by at least four by at least four yeah. right so we are super excited, and we um, wanted to talk today about some domestic abuse. You know, we love to cover current events. Christy and I are definitely crime junkies. Oh, terrible. And this, <laughs> this story about Gabby has really gripped all of us, I think, because she's very close to our kids' age, and I don't think you can ever just get used to hearing things that just Right. Don't add up. Right. It just doesn't add up. And why? Like, what was the significance? Chrissy, I'm going to let you do some of the background because I really don't do a lot of news. So this is just something more recent since they've since she was reported missing that I've kind of gotten in on it. So I thought I'd let you cover some of the background since you love crime. <laughs> 
I don't, I mean, I don't know too, too much about it. I know that she's, she was 22, which is, you have a mm-hmm. child and I have a child that's mm-hmm. 22. Um, and I think they were engaged at one point. Right. And then they went back to just being boyfriend girl. Right. That's kind of a red flag to me. And I also think, weren't they high school sweet, did, I think I read something that they were high school sweethearts yeah, as well. So it actually, I mean, so obviously this has been ongoing. Uh-huh. This relationship has been long term. And it makes you wonder if there was something early on that maybe the parents could share or maybe the parents saw something early on. Or maybe they didn't realize it until now. Yeah. Maybe. I would love to have a conversation with her mother now to see. Right. Because she's probably replaying their whole relationship in her sure. mind now and saying oh, i wish i, I missed it yeah. i missed it i yeah. missed it you yeah know? i cannot even fathom what the parents are oh, going gosh. through that's who i'm thinking about through this whole thing since they found her body is my lord her parents must be i i couldn't imagine i think that, a child. that that guy's lucky he's in florida and they're in new york because mm. yeah honey mm. It would well, have been. I, I did see the body cam footage of when sure, they had yeah. pulled her, pulled them over. And just her whole demeanor, the way she... Okay, let's talk about this. <laughs> I watched this video today, too. And I will tell you, anger, literal yeah. anger rose up in me. Because I'm like, okay, I, I have nothing against the police. But aren't they trained to read body language? This girl was not okay. No, and and then him. I, I mean, from the moment he started speaking, I'm like, he's mm-hmm. he's just everything that's coming out of his mouth is fake. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Like he was really, really giving yeah. it everything he had yeah. to not. He, he had to he had to sell that good guy vibe, right? He and and he didn't. And I don't know about you, but like I've been through some things with my kids, mm-hmm. like young relationships, and never anything. Obviously, not to this extent. I know, like, you know, we call it discernment in the church, right? Uh But all kinds of discernment, I would hope as a parent, just red flags, red flags, Mm -hmm. red flags. But I guess maybe that's not what everybody always sees, or maybe Mm -hmm. they don't get those feelings, or maybe they want their child to just, they want their child to be so happy. And when they're happy and this is what they want. And I do think that parents mistake what is, what is, good for them versus Mm -hmm. what they want Mm -hmm. and it's a very conflicting scenario sometimes that we allow our children to walk into i mean i'm thinking if they're high school sweethearts there was still some control there that i know that my kids were in some relationships in high school i was like "Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. Mm uh-uh right not with this mom right and you can call me the bad guy but it's not happening I mean, we used to always call them Eddie Haskells. I mean, mm. I'm old. I Dad used to watch Leave it to Beaver when we were kids. Yeah. And, you know, Eddie Haskell, when he wasn't at their house, he was the mischievous mm-hmm. one, always trying to get the boys in trouble. But as soon as he would come into their house, it was, he tur- boy, he turned on that charm. And he sure. was just, you know, and I have met a few of those in my life. Yeah, same. And they walk away and you're like, that was an Eddie Haskell. Like, you could just tell he just had that. And that's the vibe I got from this Brian in this video that we watched. Is he's got that charm. He can... Yes. He knows when to turn it on. And then it was... He tried to spin it around on her. Well, she she punched me. She... What's those scratches on your face? Oh, well, she did that to me. You know, you have... I I don't know. Yeah, like... It's just... At the end of the day, and I don't... 
I don't condone any kind of physical at violence all. at all. Female, male, it doesn't matter. But when you look at the body structure mm-hmm. of the two of them, not that he was huge or anything, but by far he was quite a bit bigger than her. Yeah, she's ti- she was tiny. She's really tiny. I mean, they were yeah. riding around or they were they had a little bed right <laughs> in the back of that little van that they were driving. It was not big. It was not a big area. And then they were sleeping in tents. And I know like if it was my husband and I, there's no way we would have survived. <laughs> no. We would have already been separated and right. you know, he's sleeping in the front of the truck, I'm sleeping <laughs> in the back of the truck. There's just no way. So I can't imagine I mean, I think that would put anybody's relationship to the test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do you think that, I know she's a YouTuber, and I know that this was going to be something that they did, but part of me feels like maybe he lured her yeah. with her interest. Yeah. Because they had broken up, like you said, and then they got back together, but not as fiancés. But isn't that what an abuser would do? Try to separate yes, you from... Yes. As far as yeah. possible. And that's literally, he took her to the furthest point right. possible in America from anybody that could help her or see any of the signs. Mm-hmm. Today we have joining um, us, her name is Jennifer, and she is my niece, and a few months ago she actually got out of an abusive relationship that spanned many years, and I wanted her to talk to us today about some of the things that, now looking back, she was able to see, but wasn't able to see while you were in the relationship. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jen. Hey. Glad you're here. Thank you for having me. So, obviously, this story kind of touches me in more than one area because I'm also a mom, and I just, I don't think I could imagine losing my kid, no matter how old they are. Mm -hmm. I just think it's very backwards to have to bury your own kids, and it's just not what you should have to do as a parent. But then it also hits me even harder because I've gone through this and the people that were closest to me probably had no idea because I didn't tell people. And and yes, that video of Gabby, of her being just distraught and then him seemingly to be joking around and not at all feel like his attitude was altered at all, even though they were arguing, which is why the cops even got called in the first place. Mm-hmm. And at first, because of the situations I've been in, I'm like, well, I don't think it's right for a guy to put his hands on a girl, but I also don't think that it's right for females to put their hands on a girl. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of started thinking back over the years of the situations I've been in where it might have just been the only defense mechanism she had left in her because Mm -hmm. we don't know what they were going through. And me and the boy's dad, we could have fought all day long. And if we had to be present in front of people, sometimes you would have never known what we just went through. Mm. It was just we were going to hide it and we're going to brush it under the rug because when you're with somebody who's an abuser and they get in your mind, it's more so of like, Well, I know we were just fighting a little bit ago, but, you know, an hour from now, we're going to be fine and we're going to be laughing and it's just going to be like nothing ever happened. That's what I was going to ask you about was it really starts with a mind game first. Yeah. Long before probably it even becomes physical and you don't even realize that you have this kind of cycle already forming. So when you said that, you know, like it typically is a narcissistic behavior. 
Yes. And they begin that manipulation and you truly start believing. So we don't know what he was saying to Gabby, just like we didn't know really what was happening to you. He may have been telling her all along that they were going to get somewhere and he's going to kill her or that he was going, nobody would ever find her. Or right. we don't know what kind of things he was already planting in her. And she told the cop, I'm having a mental crisis. Right. Yeah. A mental crisis. Mm-hmm. And all he did was suggest that they stay apart for the evening. Well, kind of going back to what you said, Christy, about luring her is that the thing is, is like they got engaged last year. And then at the beginning of the summer is when apparently their friend said, well, you know, they really called it off and decided they were just going to be boyfriend and girlfriend and now and like not get engaged. And I feel like that in this situation and. It's just hard because you're just guessing at this point because, you know, like they have literally no background story. But just like using my personal experience, did he make this trip sound like, hey, you know, I know we've been going through a lot, but, you know, let's go to New York, see your family, spend some time there. And then when we're done there, we'll just go straight to Oregon and we'll start hitting all these national parks because I mean me right. and my girlfriends have planned this exact trip that they were getting ready to take because right. who wouldn't want to go see all the sure. national parks and all yeah. the beautiful things out in the country that you don't live close to and like I think about that because they really didn't get I mean they spent lots of times at all these places but they didn't really make it very far if they started in Oregon and they're only in Wyoming so mm-hmm. I just wonder a lot what their interactions had been and had, how many other altercations had they might have got in? And if he's anything how my abuser was, I think when people think of somebody who's abusive, they think it's just a constant thing. And like, why would you not want to get out of that? But at the same time, for me, it wasn't a constant thing. It was like some days were really bad, but then I'd get some really good days. Right. So right there was mm. already a manipulation of the mind of right. like, well, maybe I should just stick it out. And, you know, and even for me, like I have kids with this guy. So when you get in those situations, you kind of confuse what love and abuse is at that point. Right. Because if we take abuse even a little bit further, that mental and that verbal abuse Not that I want to be physically abused, but honestly, the physical abuse meant nothing to me when it came to all the things that was told to me. Right. And sometimes at that point when it's been so long, the fight in you, you just don't have it anymore. And sometimes you're just settling to be with your abuser. And then you put yourself, because right now, in my mind, when I've been very dug deep in this investigation because I am a true crime junkie. I love it so (laughs) much. Like in, But I don't usually get so caught up in these stories but this one like really hit home for me because I moved back to Missouri in 2018 to get away from my abuser and in 2020 because of COVID and because of school situation and because of all these things that he could use to get me to come back to South Carolina I literally packed up all my stuff and my kids and went right right back back Mm -hmm. to my abuser because I just thought well, he said he changed and, you know, we don't fight anymore because we're on the phone versus being physically around each other. And we don't, and now we have 800 miles. So how are we going to work on this and really see what's there if we're not there together? Right. So I did it. I moved back to South Carolina. Worst mistake I ever made because it literally took a month and a half to get right back to where I had already got myself out of. And I've made a lot of mistakes in that. But when I first got away from him, 
I actually moved about 45 minutes to the like a couple towns over because I had a friend that let me run out of house and like was actually my friend that was there that kind of rescued me out of this a little bit. And once I got my own place, he like would always come to my house and be there and still try to be in control. So at that point in my mind, I think that my thoughts every day were just like, what can I do to like literally get away from this? And like in my situation, I was lucky enough to like where I was living at the time was not home for me. Like I didn't have any family there. So I had somewhere to to leave and get away from it. But there's times now that I even think about it that I don't really know what it was about it because, to be honest with you, I was stuck in it for, like, I would say seven years because Jaden's seven. So about seven years is how long I've been stuck in it, and I got out and I went back. And, I mean, I don't really know because everyone's different when it comes to getting out of these situations. But, like, my biggest thing, though, is, like, don't be silent because Mm – That's one thing that I really did. Like, I would talk to my parents sometimes just about maybe the fighting, like, verbally. But it took me a long time to tell them about the physical abuse because, I mean, they're my parents and they raised me not to be treated that way and stuff. So, like, don't be silent because you don't want to end up like Gabby because at the end of the day, we could say her parents probably saw triggers or red flags or she might have said something to them. But at the end of the day, she might not have said anything to them. And she was living in Florida with him and his family and not with her family. And that's exactly how I was. Mm -hmm. So when I was talking to my abuser's mother or his family, Mm -hmm. they weren't really... They didn't see They didn't see it being wrong sometimes either. Mm -hmm. So his family maybe saw everything, but her family might not even know anything. Right. And her friends probably know some things to a certain extent. But if they're friends like me, you can only say something so many times before you're like, hey, look, like, what more can I do? Because I can't just tell you to leave if you don't, because we don't listen. Like, honestly, I've been in that place where people would tell me you need to get out. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. I'll just deal with it. But just don't be silent because that's what will keep you stuck in it. And if nobody knows and then you come up missing or dead, like... How are they don't even, like, right now with Gabby, we don't even know the whole story, and all I want is answers. Like, I'm like, answers every day. Like, can you just tell me something? But really, like, I wonder how she was feeling in the days leading up to it if she hadn't told anybody. And just, did she think her life was going to end up like this? Because who imagines her life ending at 22 years old? Yeah, I can't imagine that she thought, but I, I'm sure she had moments of feeling scared enough to think that it was going to happen. Right. And... I just, you know, we wanted to bring light to this because I kind of looked at it different. I saw Gabby and I thought, how many on a daily basis am I passing in the grocery store, at the restaurant, in the park, at the track, at the gym that are going through the same thing? And sometimes we just have to make ourselves available and it can save somebody's life. I wanted to um, applaud Jennifer for leaving. Yes. Just... Um, not just for her, but for her boys, you know, because now the man in the house is the example. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a good example or a bad example, he's still the example. Mm-hmm. And I'm just proud of you for leaving and taking your boys so now that they they can see how a man is supposed to treat a woman for real. Right. And I will say to people that have kids, 
I know it seems to be like, let's just do the right thing because you don't want your kids to ever be without a parent. But my kids are thriving right now. Yeah, like all the things that like Jackson wasn't doing good in school and now he's making straight A's and they're both playing football. And I mean, they've had a whole life altering situation, yeah. but I couldn't ask for two better kids because they've stuck through my by my side this whole entire time. Never complain. Like when I'm like, hey, we're going, we're getting out of here, or we're doing this, like they stick with it. So don't do it for your kids because it affects them. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally are out of it and you're healing and you see it, it's rewarding. But at yeah. the same time, it's also like if I just would have came out of this way long ago, maybe we wouldn't be dealing with some of the things that we are now. So Absolutely. don't do it for the kids. <laughs> They'll be happy if you're happy. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jen. I know that this will probably ring close to home to a lot of people. And I just applaud you. You have shown strength and courage. And even on the hard days when it may have been easier to stop and to quit, you still have persevered and pushed through. And, you know, we may never understand why this had to happen and why why Gabby and why even why you I think about that all the time because you come from a family of a lot of strong women and so it when something like this happens it really it rocks the whole family like yeah. how how does this happen and so just good job kid <laughs> don't give up girl keep going <laughs> so we have a scripture for today it's we find it in second timothy and i think because all of us are at the place where we just don't understand and we try to make sense of it all but it's second timothy 3 1 through 8 it says but i understand this that in these last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self lovers of money proud arrogant abusive disobedient to their parents ungrateful unholy heartless unappeasable slanderous without self-control brutal not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen, with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. And I think that's mm. such a warning of prote- and a protection from God. And um, we're so glad you joined us today. And we are excited about season three. And we will be talking more about local events and local things that are happening, um, local cases, as well as um, local people coming in, sitting in the chair with us. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Thank you for joining us this week. If you have any questions, please make sure you inbox us. And as always, we just appreciate our listeners and thank you for tuning into The Purple Chair. 